0: What is going on, everybody? We are back here once again with another episode of the Iron Man podcast, episode 86, with Richard Embry.
1: Uh, What's going on, he's man? He's
0: the owner of Forest Publishing, actually. And you can tell he's a book reader. See all those books on your shelf? you know? Yeah. Back when I was younger, i tell people I thought reading books was for losers. And it turns out I have a bunch of books in and out of the room that I have all packaged up that I plan to read at a certain point. There's well, books right here that we got a chance to read. The problem here with books and movies and stuff is when you want to read everything – I realized to myself: if you start reading like three books a week, you're not going to really be really be able to like you know consume the whole thing. That's why I had to cut back on like TV shows and stuff. Not because I thought they were really bad at a certain point; it was because because I would like binge like two at once, and I'm like, I don't even this all just feels the same to me, you uh-huh. know. So, yeah. well, as to do with all my one-on-ones. You know, tell the audience something about yourself right at the gate that you would like them to know.
1: Us? Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I've been doing comics for. I want to say like around like ten years or something, you know. Oh uh, shit! Okay. Yeah it uh, it 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 was it was a di- I I seen the landscape change a little bit, you know, from an independent uh standpoint, going from like Artist Alley, uh, okay. you know. So this will be my uh, uh th- this coming uh project, Blood and the Sword, is going to be uh my uh, third comic, uh, post COVID, you know. Um, really, okay. fourth comic like altogether, and uh, I actually uh. Some of the story is written by my five-year-old daughter, you know, like uh, Hmm. I had I had a successful campaign and then an unsuccessful campaign. And what ended up happening was uh, after that unsuccessful campaign, I was like, I got to go back to the drawing boards. I got to do something different, you know, like what is uh, what is not connecting with the audience? You know, Uh, one, I had to factor in that I was trying to push a Western and that's kind of uh, that's kind of hard. You know, Uh, there's a lot of Western fans, but if you're not connecting with them and you don't have them already Kind of like uh around you or, or surrounded uh, with you, you know uh it's kind of hard to go out and, and scout and get uh so I I I wanted to do something different uh change the genre up a little bit and so with this one uh you know what what ended up happening is I was playing uh I was playing Conan right and my daughter she like she's an animal lover she's like don't 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 kill that alligator and I was like why it's attacking me you know and then she's like the alligator is my friend my my daughter when she sees an animal she automatically thinks it's her friend so i was like all right if it's your friend what what is his name and she's like mango and i was like it just like the creative sparks were like boom so i'm just thinking like alligator person named mango uh you know uh like a dungeons and dragons kind of fantasy world and uh you know that that's what uh that was kind of the birth uh of this uh, story, and I just keep asking her. So, w- what happens, and what happens, and then, and so a lot of it is uh, her like uh, storytelling, but me taking it and crafting it to be actually readable, you know. <laughs> so, because uh, there was a what is that? Uh, it was called Axe Cop. Do you remember that back Mine in the day? Sh- I seem so familiar. <laughs> so Axe Cop was uh, it was marketed, uh, written by a five year old drone. Drawn by a 25 year old, it was on Fox, that got a, a mm-hmm. thing and that's what he did. He just, his brother was just creative and, and the older brother was a comic book artist and he would just mm-hmm. let his brother just talk and talk and talk and give him the stories. And then he just had this, uh, this creative process and it was, it was, uh, it was great.
0: Let's start back here. So you said you've been in the industry for like 10 years.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, okay, so so what's the first like when I say rent? in the industry, I I you know there's guys that are in the industry like paying their bills off the industry. So okay. I've been like dabbling in it. You know, I I got to be honest. You know what I mean? Like your hobby? Yeah, right. I, you say hobby. You know, uh, okay. like a uh, little uh, hobby slash break even, make a little money here and there. You know? Uh, yeah, that's what you're saying. So, yeah. When I when I, I got media. a different respect for guys that are. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I do. I've been doing like you know, those cats are. You know, I. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a different breed, different different respect level. You oh know, yeah, for sure. yeah. So I yeah, I have the same that, way yeah.
0: with some of my other hobbies. You know, it's a hobby that I've been a part of for like multiple years at this single point, maybe double digits at this point. But you yeah. can make a little money off of it if you're kind of smart doing it. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you've been doing this for a long time. So what was the first? How'd you begin the comics actually? As a kid, was it a Marvel DC book you just randomly
1: stumbled? Upon? Punisher. Punisher was like a radar oh, okay. cartoon. So I was like. Oh, man. And then, uh, you know, Punisher led to Venom. Venom led to uh, Wolverine, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, prior to that, in my 20s, I was like doing hip hop and stuff like that, producing, uh, doing shows and stuff. And uh, that kind of just got a uh, it was weird. It got to a point where the, the hip hop I wanted to do was heavily sampled and you, you never own anything. You know, you never own it. And uh, it was just, uh, you know, it, I I was kind of growing out of it, too, you know. Uh, So I wanted to do something creative And then that, that memory of the Punisher Kind of, uh, you know, was always there And so I was like, you know what, I'm just I'm, I was just like, I'm going to enter this comic book shop And, you know, I'm going to see w- what the Punisher's like now And then I started picking up the Garth Ennis run On Punisher Max And it was like, whoa, this is this is what comics could be And that led me to, like, Preacher, Why the Last Man Scout, you know, all, like a lot of vertical stuff and, you know, The Walking Dead, of course, you know and so from there, I was like, man, comics don't have to be superhero. They can be whatever you want, you know? And uh, I just, I was like, I want in. And at the time, too, I was, like, wanting to do uh, scripts and stuff like that. But I was like, this this could be the poor man's movie. But I still know that there's a, uh, you know, between film and, and comic, it's it's a different medium. Like, both have their visual aspects, but they're, they're, it's uh, it's like apples and oranges, man, like, you know. They're both fruit. They're both sweet. You know, they both can come in juice, but it's it's two different things, you know? So uh, I don't know I'm kind of doing both. Yeah,
0: I wanted to ask you, since you're a fan of The Punisher, how do you feel about the way they've been treated The Punisher throughout these past five, six years? I feel like they just sort
1: of bastardizing his character Ooh, at this point. Man, you know what? It, it's sad because it's like the Jason Aaron I know was scalp. You know, he did scalp on Vertigo, and that was freaking amazing. So... And he also did uh, another, uh, I remember him doing like a Punisher Max 2, like with Mm -hmm. uh, like a 16 16 or 20-something run, you know? And I was like, okay, I I like that. That was kind of weird, you know, know, Kingpin getting raped and all. That was kind of weird, you know? But, uh, you know, it was like, at least it was daring. He was taking a chance, you know? Uh, But with this one, uh, the marketing, I didn't even want to read it, you know, to be honest, you know, I... I just I you know changing it the no guns it's just like they were uh, using it to make a, a statement instead of using it to to make a story you know I'm a story guy I want stories you know mm-hmm. so I kind of like uh, you know uh, I don't know I I I I'd rather just go back and read uh, you know Baron's Run you know like uh, Baron yeah yeah <laughs> I mean that's what Trade that's East what still got alive. me into it you know yeah. uh, that and. You know, I, I feel that uh, Greg Rucker had a good run with uh, mm-hmm. the artist on that run. I always say his name wrong, but uh Trichello or Trichello mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, it's that guy, like, uh, I should I should really know how to uh, say his name, but mm-hmm. that guy's amazing. That guy, like, and Greg Rucker did, uh, you know, I remember that Punisher being vulnerable. Like, he gets hurt, and he's hurt for, like, two issues. Like, he, he lets you know that he's human. And I thought, like, damn, that's cool, like. Punisher's just not like, he's not like Batman. where like, oh, okay, Alfred's just stitching him up and this and that. Like, he's hurt and he has to recover. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, I thought that was more enjoyable, you know, than... than but with this new stuff, uh, ah, man, I just, you know... I, I'm one of these guys, like, I'm not going to go uh, read it and hate it and piss myself off. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm no, I'm not going to like it. I'd rather just, you know... Uh, uh, Just just do something else There's other comic books that, that I enjoy That I just go ra- I'd rather spend my money on that Like the new Conan that's out on uh, off of Titan There's two issues in And man I'm enjoying myself And I'd rather just give my money to that man You know
0: Yeah like I remember Conan the Barbarian I presume he has a new run that started That a lot of people have been really enjoying
1: Yeah actually, mm-hmm. Yeah Jim Zub's the writer And mm-hmm. Jim Zub when he gets into something man He like he has just like you know how people are just like okay I'm going to take it and be the opposite uh, and just do what I want to do and mm-hmm. now it's mine it's my toy and, like Jim's up the opposite he's like dude I'm going to delve into this uh you know story I'm going to delve into this lore uh you know so it's it's uh and even the marketing how they marketed it was was very interesting they said something like uh this is going to be the Conan that you want like that you're used to that you're expecting <laughs> you know and for a publisher to say that they were like hey uh, you know, we're not gonna do this weirdo shit. We're gonna, we're gonna make something cool, and, and you're not gonna be surprised. We're we're give us a chance. We're gonna do the character justice, and you know, two issues in. I, I you know, it's uh, I think it's doing pretty doing pretty well.
0: Yeah, for Punisher, Mister Frank Castle, as everyone knows, his real name is uh yeah. It's an interesting character because he's that character that people look at and go, I like him just the way he is. I mm-hmm. like that he can be the hero. That can be the anti-hero that'll... You know, on TV shows, there'll be that one bad guy... There'll be that one good guy slash bad guy who will be willing mm-hmm. to kill off a person if he knows that person is truly terrible. But then yeah. the rest of the cast are like, no, I don't know if we should be doing that. He's like, no, fuck this. I'm going to slit this guy's throat and we ain't going to deal with him no more. I, and people like that. People yeah. like to make that kind of, like, Barry, That that kind of, like, over-the-edge uh, character where he'd actually be willing to get rid of the mobsters. You mm-hmm. know? Because in, his, in his opinion, you know, you got to in a universe like that if there's a lot of these guys out there doing all this bad shit and no one's willing to kill them yeah you put them in jail they break not break out they just let them go because we're Mm -hmm. talking New York City where crime's so bad they just release you there a couple days yeah I think if if you're throwing away a character's moral values like that then I think we've we've just kind of started to lose what fundamentally makes these characters them like I remember growing up and people talking about the Punisher and I was like who's the Punisher so I started reading about him I was like that's pretty fucking cool. He, he's yeah. the bad boy. He, it there, he kills the drug dealers. I'm like, yeah, I like this guy. He's different from the other guys. And I like that. And when I started reading, reading up on how much they changed him, I was like, the fuck is this? You might as well just create another character then. Like, yeah. Who is this guy now? Yeah, like, to me, he died a couple
1: runs ago. The only thing, that,
0: me, yeah. the only thing that, that good came out for The Punisher probably was that Netflix series. That was the last time he was himself when he was actually being himself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh yeah uh John Barathol's uh portrayal was really, really good. You know, it mm-hmm. was really uh you know the I I, I like the three ones, man. The the first one was, was <laughs> Dolph Lundrin. <London>, you know, was <laughs> uh that's, that's one, one of my I'm favorite. That's it. a classic eighties mm-hmm. movie with mm-hmm. the Punisher on it, you know. And uh you know when when they say like, Oh, Blade was the first rated R or Blade was the first superhero movie, I'm like, you know, I'm like, no, 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 Punisher did it first. He did the rated R. He did he was like, you know, but uh mm-hmm. uh you know i just uh what they, like what they did it like i totally agree with you it's like this is the character this is who he is if you're not going to do that don't do it but they like i said they weren't using the character to tell a story they were using the character to to send a message you know whatever mm-hmm. their message they wanted to be so uh, I, I that new run uh i you know i'm not a uh, i'm not really uh i didn't i didn't really read it i was just not interested in no, it you just, know
0: when that whenever they start no. talking about the about the synopsis it's like this is a reborn modern version of the punisher anytime someone yeah says the modern, modern yeah. version i'm yeah.
1: like eh. uh, yeah that's, uh, <laughs> you know that's that's you know modern maybe used to be good because it's like now we got new special effects it's a modern take yeah. on this or you know like uh action movies you know i was watching uh Earlier today, I was watching The Last Dragon. It's like uh, from the eighties, uh, Barry Gordy's like Last mm-hmm. Dragon, and I was seeing the kung fu fighting in it, and I'm like, wow, this is really horrible. <laughs> you know, I used to love it <laughs> as a kid, but this is horrible now. But uh, so if that were to like, oh, we got a new Black dra- uh, Last Dragon or whatever, like with updated fight scenes, you're like, oh, okay, because choreographed fight scenes have got a lot, lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, the stuntmen are freaking amazing now. So, uh, uh, you know, that. But now that that kind of like now the modern is, uh, you know, uh, talking about something way different. And it's just like, yeah, we made this this classic story. We made it weird, you know, and mm-hmm. that's how I, I, I see it as. I remember there was a
0: pitch for a Luke Cage comic book, mm-hmm. L- a Luke Cage issue number one. Everyone saw this, the complete cringe. they were trying to go for. They were trying to give, they're trying to do this new run of Luke Cage, but his backstory to getting back into it was going to be related to like the George Floyd incident. Oh. like oh my God, cancel that shit please <laughs> yeah they that's, get uh, they didn't get released from trash,
1: but man, like it's crazy, you know it's uh I don't know man it, it, it another thing too like with with comic books like me personally, I like escapism, like you're talking about the Punisher, right like would I really want someone to go out and kill people and, and just you know uh assume they're guilty and kill them uh no, no in real life, no. But in a fantasy world, where it's like, yeah, that guy's a bad guy, and you know, like no one's really getting hurt. Hey, man, that's that's cool. You know, that's just escapism. You know, you know, whatever. You know, uh, so like when they always try to make the bring real too much real life into it, it's like, you know, I, I understand things getting influenced by real life, but just trying to, you know, at that point, you know, they're, they're just using the George Floyd thing as a prop uh, to to cause some excitement. You know, and. and it's just, man, you know, it's, 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 uh, I mean, I think you could do better storytelling than that.
0: Yeah. Cause you mentioned you're a dad. Uh, how old mm-hmm. is your daughter?
1: Oh, I got two. So I got a, okay. uh, a five year old daughter and a four year old son, you know?
0: Okay. How
1: do you like being so, a dad after all these many years? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I, I did it right, bro. I started late. I started like when I was like 35 and stuff. So, <laughs> uh, you know, like, like I said, I used to do hip hop and stuff and, all, all the being at clubs, bars, all that stuff. I got it all. out mm-hmm. of the system. So now it's just like I just want to literally watch Netflix and chill, and not even do anything. Just watch, chill. I got two kids, bro. I don't need any more. So it's uh, could well, you
0: place? You mentioned being part of the hip hop age. So I appreciate sure you. You might have this similar take as a lot of people that have been on the show. What about? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about music? Then you think music has drastically gotten
1: worse over time? Ooh, you know what? Where the uh, man? Okay, definitely definitely uh a lot of what i feel what i have seen in my my uh perception of it uh there was a lot more uh black owned labels right and with black owned labels uh they were putting on really good talented uh uh people you know and then when uh the labels weren't getting funded uh the uh the majors weren't uh doing uh uh development uh you know uh you know uh, music development career development all that uh it just got it just got weird you know and then uh sad to say internet kind of changed it streaming kind of changed it so now these uh it's almost like movies and music were kind of the same thing the the people with the money don't want to take a chance unless they're gonna uh you know make a lot of money so that's why the studios they're not really putting out movies unless it's like they want to put out marvel movies they want to you know what i mean And, and the companies that or opposite of Marvel and stuff, they don't want to compete with that because, like, we're not going to compete with Avengers. We're not going to compete with Spider-Man. We can't, you know, justify putting out that. And, you know, and even those they are doing bad, like, it, it scares them. And it's kind of like, it's kind of the same with music. It's like, we can't afford to put all this uh, this promotion into this artist and him not do well, you know? And then uh, mm-hmm. what, what also happened in music, they started the 360 deal, whereas uh, the artist was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go out there and, uh, you know, I know you're going to you're going to take me on the record sales and you, you pay for the studio time. So you're going to get all that recouped. And then on top of recoup, you're going to take uh, a percentage of stuff like that. Right. And whatever the percentage and then, then you're, you're, you got to pay off your agent, your lawyer, your publicist, whatever. So artists are only getting like 20 percent and stuff. But all that was worth it when it's like you're not touching my merch. You know, I could sell my shirts, I could sell my hats, I could do my shows, you're not touching that. So the label said, hey, if we make you, if we brand you, we want a piece of everything you do. So if Gatorade comes up to you and we don't arrange that, and Gatorade wants to give you a deal, guess what? We're getting our cut. Oh, yeah, you know what? Oh, you want to do that little mom and pop uh, mm-hmm. car show? We're getting our cut. You know, <laughs> you want to do a, a charity or something? Uh-uh, we're getting our cut. You know, so that 360 deal, it, it, it uh... A lot of people that that feel that they can make their music uh, or more money independent was like, you know, what, I don't I don't want to deal with that. And then the, the artists that were willing to do it, you can see because the the music is is not really music centered. It's more money centered, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So because that's 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 what fucked up the game.
0: When I go back, like on, on my break at work, I'll go a lap back and listen to like or wa- watch and listen to music videos that I've seen throughout my entire life and just look at the feel the style the lyrics the storytelling and the music it was also much different back then i don't know where it dropped off at a single certain point but what i try to tell a younger kid back back when i had my job he's a bit younger than us yeah. man they, this generation doesn't feel like they have like a like when i grew up in this period we had like usher beyonce Brian uh-huh. carrie yeah stars we don't
1: have stars anymore
0: yeah, it feels like there's no like big music star. Like we had just—I remember Justin Bieber became a big thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I remember One Direction was still kind of big for a lot of people. We don't yeah. have that anymore. It just kind of feels like the music is secondary, and it's the person who's the driving force. But the music is lacking really hard yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Like we had yeah. Snoop Dogg growing up too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Burrell, well, I mean, Chris. Uh, God damn! What a throwback. Who's Holy the shit. last mega star that we had? Uh, Who would be Jason it? Jason Derulo probably? You know, I was thinking more like Taylor Swift, probably Taylor Swift around that era. Yeah, yeah. Taylor yeah. Swift. Because I, I don't think Grande. like who's bigger yeah. than Taylor Swift. That came after Taylor Swift. Adele, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, but they, even you know, it's yeah. It's, so we don't. We, well, that's what comes with artist development. We don't have that no more. So they're they're not. Yeah. Gonna, also,
0: you know what I've noticed? It's um the way the music videos are dropped. Like back when music used to drop. I mean, people. It was noticed, an event yeah yeah it,
1: there's a countdown. not that yeah it's a commercial hey we're gonna drop anymore. this on mtv yeah yeah
0: i i was on bt and mtv and i remember when they were like how yeah, this artist is dropping a brand new song everyone was super hyped and that shit would play on the radio constantly and you and when you heard music because music was really hard to kind of acquire back when i was a bit younger you appreciated it a whole lot more that enthusiasm you're talking about that kind of stardom it's it's not really there anymore like you see award shows now for this shit and people are like Nah, meh, I don't care. I'll just wait till the person mm-hmm. drops
1: their album on Spotify. It's like, bruh, what yeah. the fuck? You know, yeah, the like Eminem. different now. Yeah. He's he's the person You don't even know when know? Eminem's dropping. But here's the thing Eminem has that such that name and that fan base that he could drop he could drop an album 20 minutes ago and it's gonna go platinum. You
0: right. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: I'm so it's was just big two I was a bit younger. Holy shit. <laughs> but that was that was uh you know, with uh with that, that was uh development you know like mm-hmm. so <clears throat> my buddy he he was doing a recording at the la uh, uh la music school or whatever mm-hmm. and he was he sat in on the first uh recording session of, of uh eminem you know uh-huh. and uh like from what i heard from insider news too is you know uh like paul rosenberg and jimmy arvin were buddies you know what i mean so it, it, it it's is like Eminem isn't there by accident. There's money and power and moves that mm-hmm. went behind him, but he was also talented. He was really talented at the time. Mm-hmm. He was on the wake up show and this and that. Like uh from what I heard of the legend, is like Dre wanted to put on Eve and Buster Rhymes. And she was like, yeah. you know, uh uh Dre had that one. Remember that Ding, Ding Dong, you know, that, that one song? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that album kind of flopped. And like Dre doesn't flop, so it's like, what is that? And so they're like, all right, this guy's dope, but he needs street cred. Dre, you have the street cred. You have the beats, and, and Dre, like the the best engineers in hip hop, is Dr. Dre and DJ Quick. So, yeah. if if they, if, if uh, Dre engineers it, co-signs it, this and that, like that that was that was the superpowers making super moves, and mm-hmm. it, it paid off. It paid off for everyone. You People know? always ragged on Eminem for getting produced
0: by Dre, but it's like Dre's like a, such a legendary artist. Like, well, how is that a bad thing? You know.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't uh, A lot of the, uh, from what I've What I've learned, a lot of the, the first album Wasn't produced by Dre, he added some stuff But it was the Bass mm-hmm. Brothers, if I right. remember correctly
0: so I remember, you I know. saw this YouTube short Where Snoop Dogg was talking about Michael Jackson And his album Thriller That's still the mm-hmm. highest selling album ever And he yeah. mentioned that, yeah, Eminem, not Eminem Michael Jackson made a lot of money But that record label took a huge cut Actually, of that Oh yeah,
1: album. yeah I mean, uh it's 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 a uh, man. It's a it's a risky business, you know. Even when Eminem signed Fifty Cent, right? Uh, uh, like he he uh, it it was a Dre uh, it was a shady aftermath, right? Mm-hmm. So it, from a shady side, it was Paul Rosenberg putting Paul Rosenberg and, and Slim putting their money because mm-hmm. Fifty Cent said, "I want a million unrecoupable," right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Damn, a million unrecoupable, meaning?" usually they get a a million up front and then it pays for the studios is i want a million as a signing bonus and uh shady was like that that's a lot so he went to dre and and paul rosenberg was involved you know and they kind of you know gave him that million but it was worth it but at the time what people don't realize at the time in new york and and like they had these uh record shops back in the day you know Uh, i don't know if these people know but uh where they would have vinyls and like uh, you know mixtapes, and Fifty Cent would come out with a mixtape, sell like thirty k, thirty k in mixtapes, and then uh, you know he was making eight dollars per uh, per mixtape, and they were going for fifteen. He was making eight per mixtape and selling like thirty k, like that was prior to Drake, So he was he was already in the position to to make money. So it's like if you want to cut of what I'm doing, you got to really pay me out, and they and they did and it worked out for all of them man, you know i remember when i was growing up
0: 50 cent and we had produced that was that one song that came out called candy shop oh my god yeah. huge
1: like yeah
0: these songs man these like made people like an usher came up with yeah like fuck we're talking like big stuff is happening yeah like now that level is it's just not there anymore like like i, I, I listen to music still but whenever i hear a new song that's good i'm like oh, i'm surprised it came out kind of good but You know, I don't actively seek out new music like I used to. I used to watch like a top ten music songs of the week, just if there's something new that I would kind of catch up on. But nah, Mm. all that shit just sounds garbage. Oh my god, people just like speed rapping, and that them them lyrics just sound like
1: gutter trash. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I I listen. I dabbled in most of like underground stuff, you know. So Mm -hmm. I'm listening to like Little Brother. I'm listening to Moral Technique, Cycle Realm Mm -hmm. stuff like that, you know, to where. I'm like, you know, Chino XL, freaking Razcast, you know, mm-hmm. Planet Asia, the pla- the I mean the list goes on. There's so many great uh people out there, you know. But uh my thing was like, man, uh I love I love uh Moral Technique, but you know, hip hop uh, you can't play Moral Technique at a strip club. You can play mm-hmm. candy shop at the strip club, you know. So mm-hmm. my whole thing was like with with these radio stations, man, uh they might be not uh you know, they're just representation like if you're gonna play the strip club music and the and the gangster music play the play the uh the hip hop music play the conscious yeah. music play the the common you know and common had to do like radio hits basically and, and stuff and basically common had to get Kanye to come in <laughs> and, and Kanye, produce the stuff God. to you know but <laughs> that was what, Kanye was in. hey Kanye was, I
0: mean, man, Kanye was
1: like, yeah he was like i'm i'm gonna sign you i'm gonna i'm gonna go to chicago i'm gonna you know I'm from chicago i'm gonna sign uh John Legend, I'm gonna sh- uh sign a uh, Twister, I'm gonna sign uh you know Kanye as, like our common, you know, and it's just like man, that's damn Kanye's doing the, the Lord's work. He's all these guys are getting that uh representation because he was getting Kanye was was huge back in the day. He was with uh, Rockefeller, you know, and Jay Z and doing all this uh you know. Vagabond said, I got a
0: pick of me and immortal technique with brother Ali together. They would perform yeah. at a venue I worked at.
1: That's uh, cool, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, my
0: goodness like i remember like it was crazy it was,
1: dope. there's another one it's like the list goes on it's
0: like you know there was a girl that i was working with and she was like i'm going to a fallout boy concert i'm like fallout boy i ain't heard a fallout boy in fucking how long <laughs> yeah and i love their music it's it good but i was like god damn if, if you have older cats like them coming back i think that will reinvigorate something because like man if the, the baby if he's a popular rapper we're we are pretty screwed actually yeah Oh, my God. Jack Harlow is pretty solid. I know some of my friends like him. I've listened to his music. He's pretty solid. Oh, I remember you had a tweet that went, um, sent me, like, it hit pretty big. Because you mentioned that people were arguing about crowdfunding platforms when you were working on lowering prices and in-house oh, yeah. shirt printing and free shipping. So, yeah. I, I know that a tweet hit pretty big. What really inspired that one?
1: Okay, so, like, uh, failure inspired it. You know, and I failed, you know, so I'm like, what can I do to go to, uh, what can I do to make my product more enticing? What can I do that'll get the customer on my side? Because really what it is, I I, I came to the realization that I need readers. I don't need customers. Customers buy stuff. Customers are going to buy stuff. But I need readers. I need people to be uh, invested in me, right? I need people to be invested in my characters. I need people to be invested in my stories, right? So, what i did is like okay how can i do that and it's really it comes down to uh uh low risk high reward right uh-huh. so the low risk so if you want to read Force publishing you want to read blood and the sword uh oh dang i just uh my camera went out right now huh you're good my You're good okay yeah i, I can still hear yeah, you yeah It's the, the canon thing i, I you know that camling thing but uh uh-huh. so my thing is, is like i want to read uh i need like say for you i want you to to uh you know, read my stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what is the barrier for you reading my stuff? If you're like, okay, I'm interested. How much is it? $25 and $10 shipping. Whoa, wow. That's that's a huge investment. That's like $35. That's a $35. For some, that might be not a huge investment, but for the majority, uh, it is, right? And not mm-hmm. only is it, if it's not a, okay, you know what? $35 is not but I just bought Graham Nolan's. I just bought Rini. I just bought EVS. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm like a hundred, a uh, hundred dollars, and I, I have a comic. Yet.
0: Yeah. yeah, people are people are spending guaranteed money on creators that they know Correct. are going to give them a, a pretty good story for the most part. But when you're talking about someone new, it's going to be like, how do you justify that price tag like, for someone new?
1: Yeah. 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 And, and here's fair. the thing: this, uh, what it comes down to is, I'm not new, but I'm new to them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I'm new. Like, oh, I could. Okay, that's great, but I, I don't know you. You know what I mean? You might have done that. Why? why? You know why? And then it's almost like, why don't I know you? What are you doing wrong that I don't know you? Because I know them. And so it's like, uh, so what I came down to it is if I can get readers, and how do I get readers? I lower my price. Now, how do I lower my price? Uh, what can I do? What can I sacrifice? How do I sacrifice is, hey, if I only print one cover, and I don't have all these variants, and I don't confuse you, I can print a larger uh, amount of that one cover. And sell it for cheaper, and still make a progress. I mean, still make a profit, right? So I ask so.
0: you this: Which is, are you trying to make a living off this, or you already have have a, a good nine to five job that you're already good with? Actually,
1: I got, I got, a, I, got a good, I got a decent nine to five. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. You know. Okay. And so that, and that's another thing too. And that's a very good point. I'm glad you bring that up because with, uh okay, so when I, I did the last goodbye. Uh the last goodbye. I'll I'll give you a, a PDF so you can read it and check it out, you know? Yes, sir. It got it got a real uh real good reviews, right? And so that was uh that was my first mistake is believing the reviews, believing that I was gonna transfer over to sales to the next one. Cause I was like, hey, I didn't get a bad review. Everyone loved it. There was a guy called uh uh Enchai Comics that was crushing, like literally Just destroying comics And and like he went after your boy Zach and just destroyed him on on His comics and talked about his writing and I was Just like okay I'm ready for the abuse Go ahead and read Last Goodbye and it was You know he he gave it a lot of praise you know Uh, And and then Just other reviews that were just honest Reviewers gave it a lot of praise so I was thinking okay uh, But that really doesn't matter if you don't know me. I can get all the praises in the world. I can, I can have Stan Lee come back from the the grave and said, "Hey man, this guy's amazing." <laughs> but if, if you didn't hear him say it, it don't even fucking count, man. So it's saying, like you need that name recognition, babe. Because mm-hmm. what, what your
0: people will forget what you're saying, which is having name recognition. Almost, if you're at their level, kind of just guarantees you at least a good amount of people that'll be willing to spend money on your product mm-hmm. because of your name credit. And the products that, that you have produced previously,
1: mm-hmm. correct. And and also I've been man, I I'm in Twitter, I'm active, I'm listening to people, and the 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 shipping is too high. I'm hearing all the complaints. I'm writing them down. Mm-hmm. Like what can I do? What can I do? And so, uh, that's where I came up with. I, I can just go one cover. I can print thirty five, thirty five, uh, hundred, which isn't a lot. You know what I mean? And I can sell it for five and still make like three something on it. You mm-hmm. know, you so, could, could, could go That's already included. That's included.
0: You could call the bug yeah. round, charge like ten bucks. Honestly, I don't see why that wouldn't be any bad. That bad, right? Uh,
1: but uh, so, so what? I, what? I, what? Uh, my prior experience too, and here's the thing too. After mm-hmm. that uh, failed uh, adventure, you know, it, it was called the last. Uh, no, the uh, last goodbye was good. It was uh, <clears throat> the devil from Tallahassee. It failed. It looked beautiful, but <clears throat> what I also realized is with the last goodbye, it was completed. And that gave the the uh, mm. the uh, you know because it was like I, it was like the first comic I wrote, but I recolored it, relettered it, and, and, and brought it out again. So people were like, oh, the artwork's done, it's completed. Now I'm more comfortable to invest, you know. And that, I think that went for like ten bucks, right? Sure. So the next one, I was like, hey, I need like like four grand to to make this happen, and uh, I don't know if you could do it, you know. I don't know, you know. A month in, you're only raising a grand. I don't, you know, I'm out, and then. In, in the middle of it, I actually got this new job, had to move. It, it was just like life happened, and I uh, I, I, didn't uh, make it. But I was thinking of what I did, did wrong, and honestly, I wasn't having fun, bro. Like, I wasn't having fun, and I was what like – I. did you come I to I that conclusion
0: having... during the story? Uh, I'm sorry? When did you come to that conclusion when you were in that specific book? Did you not like the writing style, the story, or just life was so much at the point you just couldn't handle it?
1: Oh, with, uh, with the uh... – talent flat? No, it's just yeah. like, well, first I, 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 when I put it on Indiegogo, I did it wrong. So I had to cancel it. And oh, then, uh, yeah. and then I, I, I put it up again, but the, the people that were like, uh, I'm not really sure about it. You know, I'm not really sure if it's going to get funded and people were like, Hey, Rich, when it gets funded, I got you. Cause I know you, you know, when it gets made, I got you. Or, you know, when it goes into man, I got you. And it's like, man, like, uh, I hear you, but now I, I just took it down as a, uh, you know, a learning lesson. So, I uh like I said, that failure wasn't fun because it was just coming off the success of one, and I had these expectations of building. So I was like, you know what? I was doing comics before crowdfunding. Why isn't it fun? Because I was having fun. I was going to WonderCon, Long Beach Comic Con, having fun. I was, you know, it. it and I was breaking even and making a little money, you know, with the shirts because my friends made shirts. So I would have a deal where it's like twenty bucks, you get a comic and a shirt, you know. And, uh, man, who's not going to take that, you know?
0: You you mentioned that story where your daughter talked about the alligator being her friend and yeah, that's being this like, one.
1: yeah, that's, yeah. That's hello, one.
0: check out the artwork. This looks really good. Cool.
1: Yeah. The artist is the same art, Like, So a lot of it blood is me going back to my roots. Huh? What's the name.
0: You're going to go for blood and the sword.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the artist okay. is Brian Brinley and he's the same artist as, uh, the last goodbye. So when, uh, when I just like, you know, she gave me that spark and I was like, man, I had more fun at, at WonderCon than, than going on and doing this. And I, I was able to produce uh, a comic with a less paying job. Why, why am I not, you know, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to call up Brian going to do a 20 pager. You know, I know he's dependable. Uh, you know, I, I think his art style fits the story. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to sell this for cheaper. So it's uh, I'm not asking the customer to invest, uh, you know, $35. Uh, you know, I'm asking you to invest $5. Another thing, too, is it's going to be $5 physical or digital. So if you're overseas and don't want to pay for shipping, $5, you can read on your tablet. You know, and uh, people are scared of the bootleg of this and that. I'm not scared of readers. I want readers, you know. I feel that uh, if people actually knew me and knew the the story and got to like the characters or read the characters, they would actually... Uh, like it and uh to be honest bro i got the money for for issue two man <laughs> i'm just waiting to print send it out and then uh mm-hmm. you know when, once uh it's printed and all that i'm gonna start paying brian for issue two you know so right now
0: you're gonna be putting the new book blood and sword on fund my comic right now right yep okay when is that gonna happen
1: i'm waiting uh from what I heard from my letterer, because I want to put up five pages. I want you guys to okay. read five pages, check the tone. And so what ended up happening is uh, the the mango character, the alligator guy, he, uh, I want to make sure I get his word bubbles done correctly, you know, to, to have a certain style to it. And so, uh, you know, he does have dialogue within the first five pages. So I've been working with the letterer to like, okay, let's do this. Let's do that. And. You know, uh, the letter I, I got is, is a, is a cool dude. I just, man, I forgot his name, but he did uh, the lettering on the chenu for Graham Nolan. Cause I liked that, that lettering. I was like, who's that guy? I need to, I need to hire that guy. That guy's good. You know? So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I want to say in a couple weeks, man, you know, after that, uh, I, I put it out there and then, uh. You know, and what's cool about for my comment because I know Luke Stone. You know, I, I I can call him on the phone, bro. Like, hey man, so, my... great guy, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a good dude, <laughs> mm-hmm. good dude, so, yeah. Yeah, we we're
0: supposed to set up something, but he got really busy, so I gotta re ask yeah. him, hey man, when you want to come back on? Because the day that he was gonna come on, just like yourself, I was moving, and yeah. I over anticipated that I would be done at a certain time, and we well, couldn't it make sucks, it happen, bro.
1: It sucks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 moving is terrible. Sucks, man. I hate it, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, that, that, that's my strategy. You know, I was like, Hey man, I make money off the shirts. So what I did too, is I invested in a, a direct to film uh, printer so I can print uh, the shirt or whatever colors on the shirt. And, and uh, you know, I limited colors. I can make my own shirt. You know, I got a mango shirt that I'm making cause that seems to be the popular character, you know? And uh, that's what I, it's like, Hey man, I, I might not make the, I'm actually, actually, like if you're, you know, uh, a five dollar product, and I and I'm pulling in like three and some change, maybe three eighty, off it. I think that's pretty good. I think that's really good, actually. You know, I could afford to actually still uh, sell the comic for like, uh, shoot, probably like two fifty, and still make a dollar out of it. I could sell it to stores for two fifty. Like if you had a store, I could sell you my comic for two fifty. You can sell it for five and, and double up. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's where it's at, you know. No, but I mean, I think it, to do that, I had nice to make it twenty idea. pages. To do that, I had mm-hmm. to make it twenty pages. That's just what seems to to work. But you know, you you look at DC and this and that, and yeah, the arts. Uh, man, some of that art. Well, I should say some. Some of that art, they got some amazing. Uh, just just people, but. Price tag, you know, hey, this is something different. It's actually the same price. Sometimes it's cheaper. You know, the, the Batman books they're pushing for like eight bucks, you know. Like I mm-hmm. to say it's to Batman, but the prices yeah. is, is like okay. Price is know, like $7.99, uh,
0: $7. $7. $6. $6.99 for 32 pages, and yeah. Oof. And you would think like at that price point, it, it would justify because it's it's so cheap that the book would make make up for it. Sometimes it just doesn't, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I think people underestimate price tag has no bearing on quality of story that's just an easy barrier to entry for you to just grab it at the lowest price range possible so like if you did sell like three thousand copies and you were making like two dollars on each one that'd be pretty good honestly you know yeah and then maybe if you see you have enough consistent readers maybe bump that to like seven and you're good honestly at least you have a consistent yeah. base of people and i think people need to understand that the point you brought up earlier which is having people that are going to read it buy it goes way more than like twitter or x retweets and likes you know Mm -hmm. you know people always say they're gonna do something but they never do because they're just full of shit half the time you know yeah like i'll I'll, I'll, i even tell my my friends that i have on if you don't like what i'm doing you don't gotta pretend to support me i'd rather you just like not do it because Uh i i'd rather not you do that i i need some genuine i see you every day
1: streaming i'm like i'm like man this guy's hustling i gotta get on his show you know i even told my Told uh, my coworkers they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting on this guy's show because I see this guy every day he's hustling, you know, and he's going to blow up, man, and hope he remembers me. <laughs> you know? You know so. Oh, no. This is my uh,
0: sixth show. So I... I so, see you all oh, the
1: time on uh, on uh, Twitter it says live. I'm like, man, this guy. Yeah, so you know? I had to
0: read. just like 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 with you, I had to rethink my strategy. So I lost my main YouTube channel that I had since twenty fifteen. Oh, so crap. I had to rebrand my second channel to my main one because YouTube is hate speech. That's like I went my main channel. So I lost oh, I lost a Yu-Gi-Oh dedicated podcast, the one on one podcast like this one that was just one on one, it's not panels or anything involved in it. Then I was able to salvage my Nightwing podcast because I had the episodes downloaded and already put out on Spotify and all those other platforms. And then I had already canceled other podcasts. So I had another one called RTD that I got rid of, honestly. So, and I have the the League of Legends one, which is on my second channel, also my main channel now that we do every Sunday. So I just have this one and I told myself, well, this new podcast is the final one I'm going to do, which is going to have the one-on-ones, the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff and just panels, you know? And I feel like at this point now I should just have a podcast about 500 episodes in because I've been doing this like since 2020 and I've had to yeah. restart I've had because for me just like what you did with your one story that you said earlier which is if I don't feel like something is going good I want to just get a restart you know yeah what's the point of continuing something that you know it's not good just because you feel like because I feel like people do that it's like I have a lot I thought to myself,
1: yeah it's I have forced, a lot of episodes here.
0: Because like I have a lot of episodes and so many things but like I just don't like the way I portrayed any of these, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest here. You know, so when I did, when I rebooted with the nightwing podcast and had still have that, well, YouTube came in and was like, fuck that. So with YouTube, I was like, no more podcasts over here. Like this one, that's just, I shouldn't have to worry that a podcast gets copyright claimed or, you know, yeah. stuff you have to cut out. Like, nah, I'm good. So well, will so that, that's why this one is just on here, Twitter and um, rumble. It's like Twitch, Twitter rumble. So, my idea behind the Twitter thing is if there's enough people viewing it from Twitter, maybe they might want to go watch on rumble, you know, it's conversion rates, as you know, and it's yeah, one of the hardest things to do being, but you know in what? Kind of it, it gives,
1: rates. uh, it gives you the impression I took from it is like, dude, this dude's out there. This dude's really hustling. This dude's really, you know what I mean? And that, that's, yeah. uh, uh, a feather, in the, like this dude's consistent. Like he's grinding, he's, you know, that's, that's a good, uh, I feel that's, a, that's very good to have like that kind of, uh, you know Mm -hmm. uh that that kind of uh uh you know because that's how people think of you that's how people view you 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 did
0: a video on your channel almost about a year ago called three ways to Mm -hmm. write interesting characters are you ever going to do a a, a rendition of that video because it looked like that one popped off decently good yeah i put it as
1: the the main uh i want it's funny you you mentioned that because i i I've been trying, like, how can I get more engagement, you know? And I want to do live shows, but life shows up and this and that. But I'm thinking, like, more of those little videos would be uh, better, you know, for me, for my channel. Maybe because uh, I heard uh, the little videos gets the people, but uh, the the, stream, the streams get the numbers and gets the hours and, and views. So I think I need to, you know, it's like uh, what, like in bodybuilding, you, you build muscle before you cut. You know what I mean? And that's... Uh, I think I need to build more, you know. So I'm planning on doing that. That's what uh was kind of delaying this, cause I, I here I had like all these uh I had like two monitors set up for like streaming and stuff and video games, but I was like, you know what? I don't have the time to do video games. I'm better off just doing videos kinda like the one you mentioned and just talking about like comics, what well, what what I know from it, you know, uh what uh what's helped me, what's not helped me, what's been Productive, counterproductive, how I lost money, how I made money. Cause it, it's a risky game. Like I'll be real, man. I have 20 pages of a book. Like the 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 blood and the sword. Uh I tried to do this before, but with a different angle. I kept the name because I bought the logo from someone. Uh, but uh I have 20 pages that I'm never gonna use because this artist won't come back and it was just he's just so difficult to, to work with. You know what I mean? And I'm not gonna throw him under what? the bus, but yeah, I, I have I have twenty pages that, you know, it, it seemed like some was uh traced, it seems like some was this, some was that, halfway done, you know, you know, like a lot of these artists they ghost you and stuff like that, and that could be discouraging, you know. Uh and uh you know it's 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 the the game we play though, you know. So with this uh going back to Brian and knowing like, hey, Brian's kinda like me, he's a family man, he's an artist, and he's a gun for hire. You know, if the money's green, he he got you. You know, and he uh <laughs> He took care of me. He took care of me on the last goodbye. He took care of me on this one. He's gonna take care of me on issue two. And uh hopefully we 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 build something, you know.
0: So are you someone that just kind of wants to just have his stuff out there? Or do you want to be someone that you know eventually this hits big to a certain like on the indie scene? Like you have what like iconic comics has or something like that?
1: Mm, I think uh me, I'm just working on baby steps and and, and uh making every uh You know, like as as the pimp game says, you know, making your next step your best step. You know what I mean? So I'm just I'm trying not to make the same mistakes. Uh, I think I've grown as a writer, you know, because The the Last Goodbye, even though it got. uh, And this is what this is what kind of drove the passion, too, is like I developed and grew as a writer so much more than The Last Goodbye. Right. And The Last Goodbye got, got it got really good reviews. But I was so excited to bring out Talent Fest to, to, to you know, to show that. And I wasn't a- unable to do that. So I kind of have that. No, nah, man, that's not the final chapter. You know, I want people to see what I have as a writing, you know, and, and uh, you know, I feel that uh, it's I, I mean, I, I read it uh, yesterday and I was like, yeah, I like this. I like it. You know, it's a good start. You, know? you
0: talk about Comic Skate on your X profile, too. So what do you think about Comic Skate and how people view the group in general?
1: I think there's so many different pockets of Comic Skate. Like, Comic Skate is so huge. Like, uh, you know, because I know now the whole thing is like, Comic Skate is a political movement. When I mm-hmm. got into it, I, it, it was an escape from from that. It was freedom mm-hmm. to to do whatever you want, you know? Uh, like I said in that, that post, it's, it was a hot dog stand. I don't care what your politics are. I don't care who you sleep with. Do you like comics and do you like this is what I'm selling and this is this is my hot dog stand. We have relish hot dogs over here whatever, you know? Like do you like relish hot dogs? Okay, you like mustard hot dogs? My friend does mustard hot dogs. If you like mustard hot dogs, go see go see Nolan, you know? Or go mm-hmm. see Mike Baron. They do they've been doing mustard hot dogs. They got a mustard recipe that you're going to love, you know. And mm-hmm. and that's how it went. You know, I don't I don't, you know, I had a Graham Nolan on my on my podcast and he was talking about uh he he was in the office with uh denny o'neill denny o'neill was like uh uh you know left liberal whatever you know and graham nolan's like right conservative and he's like we never talked politics in the office we were just there to make the most kick-ass comic you know and so i kind of like man that's what the approach is you know i want to just make the most kick-ass comic you know the most uh You know fun comic and and, uh, A lot of the people I know within comic skates That's what they're like too yeah some of them Are political but uh, You know that who am I to say You can't be political cannot be political I don't you know I don't judge them you know I don't that's that's what they do that's Their business you know and Mm -hmm. uh, You know I i seen I've seen I've seen uh, You know, there's there's a lot of people in Gate. You know, there's there's gay people, there's trans people, there's bisexual people, there's conservative Christian people, there's atheist people, you know, there's, you know, all kinds. So it's just, uh, for me, Gate has always been uh, telling the story you want to tell without feeling uh, like you had to check boxes, like you had to do this, like you had to do that, like you had to have all these checklists of... Do you have this character? Do you have this gay character? Do you have this character? Do you have this? Like, nah, it's just tell the story you want to tell, be authentic, and entertain me. Entertain mm. me. You know, and so that's 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 always been my motto. I don't know. If people change it and, and whatever, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know what to tell them, man. You know?
0: Yeah, because you're pretty sure you've seen on X a lot of people are just going at each other's throats. All these creators yeah. from this scene mm-hmm. are just going at each other's throats, and I'm just sitting here like, what are what are you people Blood doing? Bathroom. You know? Yeah, and it's for no reason too, and a lot but of it's I, over just dumb shit too.
1: That makes no sense. You know, I like a little, but I like everyone. Like I, I don't hate yeah. uh, Eric, but I like Dick Masterson. I like Vito. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I think uh, I think Eric does a lot of shit right. I think he does mm-hmm. some things wrong. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think I think uh, uh does a lot of things right. I think Vito's funny, but I think Vito also pushes the line and and does shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I think uh, Dick is creative and he's a psychopath and he's awesome. You know, sure. so I don't know. I, 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 I don't like you know. Just maybe you just it good in everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I do, man. I'm a, I'm a counselor by trade, bro. I'm a substance abuse counselor. I, I'm i all about like change. Substance and, abuse counselor. Yeah. Oh, change and redemption. And, you know, I see so, people.
0: You yeah, you I don't know. You talk to people
1: like, that have drug problems, yeah, right? Yeah. How do you do it? Bro, what it, what it, what it really comes down to is, is, uh. I can't what it comes down to is this is, is if someone comes to me and they have a substance abuse problem, he's like, what do you want to do? How do you want to live? Are you happy? Okay, sure. if you're not happy, what is gonna make you happy? Do yeah. you have a problem? Because I can't help you if you don't if you have a problem. Maybe you don't have a problem. Who am I? You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, now you have a you do have a problem? Okay, so what are you willing to sacrifice to better your life and avoid this problem? It really it's all about them, man, you know. And it just reminding them, it's, it's it's about you. Like, what are you going to do for you? You know, there is no uh, counselor with a cape that's going to save your life. It's it, it's about you. What are you going to do for you? How are you going to sacrifice for you? And what are you willing to do? You know, and you tell me what you're willing to do, and then we can go from there.
0: You like, know. So, how, how did you get into that? What made you want to do that? Shoot,
1: uh, yeah, I was I was reckless as a kid, bro. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I was reckless as a kid. Caught a felony at a young age, you know, rolling with the wrong crowd and uh you know that was one of the professions that you could get into and not worry about a, a criminal past, you know. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool, but you know it's uh uh man, it, it it's really rewarding, man. I've seen a lot of a lot of stuff, man. I've seen a lot of great stuff. I've seen a lot of people make great change. I've seen a lot of people get their, their get their kids back, get their family back and, and become the men that they were supposed to be, you know, minus mm-hmm. the addiction because addiction is, uh, it makes people desperate. It makes people just, just, just wicked, makes you, do you things know, you never thought you'd ever do. Honestly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and that's not them like, like sober, they wouldn't do that. So I, I get to see them be the men mm-hmm. they were supposed to be, you know, sometimes they, they make that change while their parents are alive and, and get to see it. Sometimes their uh, their parents' death is a, a, a living amends for them to, To go on it and uh you know uh so it's it's you know
0: oh it's rewarding uh, man i remember when you talked about luke earlier i the thing that i liked a lot that he did was he went out and made an alternative to what indiegogo and kickstarter were because everyone kept mentioning how they would like shadow ban people and they would push certain ones that they may or may not have yeah
1: yeah
0: i we need Uh more people like that creating things that this kind of community can use that's just all for what this is for you know because the mainstream as you know they have websites and everything so mm-hmm. figured out to the point where it's a click a click of the button you can get to buy whatever honestly we need to like I would say, we, we, need, we need some more advancements you know we need some more media coverage we need more people like luke doing what he's doing creating things mm-hmm. that the mainstream have that this type of corner of the internet can use actually you
1: know i yeah i i definitely agree and that's mm-hmm. also another, uh, when it goes back to I need more readers and I want more readers, that's what I'm going for as readers, is because uh, with what you're saying, like, it, it's totally true. They have, like, the, uh, the the market cornered in that. But word of mouth, how you get word of mouth is having readers. How you get word right. of mouth is having quality mm-hmm. stories. So mm-hmm. uh, there there's no paywall, you know, really. Uh, I mean, a $5 paywall, but if you can't afford $5, then, hey, man, you know. <laughs> Might want to get a better I, job. You know, <laughs> yeah. My my thing went out. Uh oh. Yeah. So that autofocus. Canon's crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh you know, it, it's uh it goes down to to if I could get people to talk about it, that, that could be uh a a a, a real positive you know and it's just Not me if people can really talk about The the stories that could be a positive Like I totally agree with what uh, EVS was saying he's sure. like we need to Read comics we need to go out There and uh, You know uh, get reviews and People read comics and tell people and get Word of mouth like he's absolutely right Man he's yeah word of mouth right.
0: is Become one of the most powerful Tools I mean it always was one but Now given how media and Movies and TV and like Anime is all panned out. If there's a good chunk of people saying it's really good, then that is what sways newer, more people to come through. Actually, yeah. you know. But I feel like people, when they review, so I don't know if you've been been through this. Like I don't know if you notice this at all. Or like with indie people review other indie people's stuff, and someone might get a little angry that mm-hmm. someone gave them a bad review. Then you see like that divide because i i because another guy brought it up yesterday that I had on he had a good point and i really i fully agree with him where people can't people blame the other mainstream guys for not being able to take criticism which obviously they cannot because we know they can't because mm-hmm. they ban people but if this group of people starts doing that too then I, I that would make you know better than who you're talking about because if people yeah. here are going to get mad at someone else criticizing them then what are we doing? Because I find that to be not like hyper-critical, but just super counterintuitive to everything that people are building. You know, people understand you might like someone's story, but they, they might not like yours, and it has nothing to do with you personally. That's just how people's tastes are. People at the end of the day are gonna have their own personal bias and taste for what they personally like, even if you're in the same industry, you know, quote unquote.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, again, EVS is right again. You get you get critiqued. Hey, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. and then move on. Hey, thank you for reading. Hopefully the next one gets you. You know? And cause he talked about uh Vicky uh you know criticizing the uh his oh, God, book. Vicky. A- holy and, crap. Uh you know, that's another story, you know. But uh Vicky,
0: holy cr- I I hate that woman. Enough. That woman's so trash. That's a terror. <laughs> that's not even just a bad person, that's just a piece of shit person. Yeah, because no- nothing that's, she's uh, doing is productive. It's just it's parasite
1: it's- tactics, right? You yeah, know? it's yeah. uh From what I see, you know, playing like I guess a clinical or whatever Playing an armchair counselor or whatever (laughs) It's uh, a a, a need for validation, right? So uh, she attaches herself to beloved creators And successful creators and critiques them, you know And Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, either she gets the interaction from the fans Or she gets people like, hey, you're right So it's like, if she can find something A misspelling of this or that, you know And exploit it, she has like oh, I'm being in the same discussion as this person, you know? And I mean, if you have to live your life like that, I guess, but I, I, I don't I, think it's the healthiest.
0: I commented on one of her Twitter, her ex posts, and I was like, all you're doing is just chasing clout. She's like, no, I'm exactly. not. Yes, you are, because she doesn't go after smaller people. She only goes after bigger oh, yeah. people. Yeah, Like that, that that kind of person, I wouldn't even allow in the movement because that person's just a terrible person. You, you can tell it's just disingenuous, liar, and she's only trying – to get an audience from the bigger people. Because you know how you have bigger people? And mm-hmm. there's going to be like bigger people that have these haters. So she's trying to get trying recognized. To tackle, yeah. yeah, she's trying to tackle on bigger people to grab their haters to pull in more of her Twitter follower numbers. Yeah. You're not doing it genuinely because if you're doing it genuinely, everyone else gets the same level of criticism. They yeah. don't. So it does the bigger people. You can already tell this person is just fully shit. You know. Yeah. So when people have her on streams, I'm like, this person's. I, – I'm not that guy to never platform someone. But – that kind of person is off limits because I know that person is just full of shit. Yeah. You know?
1: it, it, it'll probably be a toxic conversation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, so.
0: let, let, let's be honest here. Someone like her giving you comic book advice is ridiculous because she has nothing to stand on at all. You're literally uh, just taking advice from a nobody.
1: I, I, okay. So advice is one thing. Mm-hmm. If she gives me uh her like, okay. If she tells me her experience reading my comic I would, okay, as a mm-hmm. reader, okay, what? how did you feel about it? Oh, I felt this and this and that. And I felt the pacing. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, am I going to change up my whole pacing because she said something? No. But if uh-huh. three other people talked about pacing, and then someone like Mike Barron like, is like, hey, I read it. It was good. The pacing's a little, uh could use some work. And like, okay, cool. So maybe she was on to something. So mm-hmm. her criticism gets added to maybe other criticism. Uh But, you know, I mean... Uh, as a reader, as a reader, is a reader, experience, but like, hey, uh, uh, you know, you should do this and you should do that and blah blah blah, and you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I got an editor for that, man. I got a, I got a, Vince Moore as my editor. He's worked with a lot of industry guys, and you know, uh, I have a lot of trust in Vince, you know. So Vince is gonna is gonna steer me right, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, there there probably hasn't been anything discussed that me and Vince haven't already went over, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if people don't like it, it's like okay. Hey, me and vince already talked about that we we you know we made the call on it and yeah for me we decided to was, go this way you know when i was so it's younger like, and i read comic man.
0: books i have this thing where you know sometimes i can't even point out negatives and stuff because i feel like if i really enjoyed it though and i didn't really have a negative then why am i pointing at a negative you know mm-hmm. i think people have that angle too where it's like if you read it and you enjoyed it you should just be like how much you enjoyed it but a lot of people feel like i think it's they have to give a criticism and it's like, no, if you fully enjoyed it all the way through, then that's fine. You know, yeah. no need to put out random seeds of doubt in something that you yourself don't even believe. You know, well, it's
1: like it works or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. the story works or it doesn't. You know, if, yeah. it, uh, you know, like, uh, OK, like what I saw, him, there's there's a lot that worked, but there's a lot that did not You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, did it work overall? Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, a hundred pages for for uh, that was like a long, long, long journey. Like you know, thirty-five dollars uh,
0: for what? Ninety-six pages. Yeah,
1: yeah. So mm-hmm. it, page count, you know, value sounds right, but like, what was the story? You know, mm-hmm. like uh, so it, it's uh, there, there's some things that you know. But here's the thing too: when I look at it, it's like I got to look at it it's like it's not my story. I would have done it differently, but who am I? You know, that's his story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for it's, me, for I a creator, it's really it. weird so yeah
0: for me i looked at it like hey not every story's got to be the same because that mm-hmm. limits creativity i mean that happened a lot with like the anime community back in the day where certain animes wouldn't be like the ones they would always consistently watch so they got angry at another one being different and it's like no no different because we don't you don't want to ever limit creativity if another approach is getting people that's good actually yeah Cause I, I feel like that's what the movement always prided themselves on being different and having different layers of storytelling with. Really talented artists that got I say blacklisted, you know, by the mainstream guys, you know. And I told people if I doesn't work for someone, that's fine. But yeah. there's, you know, and I've also told this, I wouldn't have, I, me personally because I know people get mad at people for saying those kind of things. If someone just genuinely enjoys the story, that's fine, you know. Yeah. And calling that person disingenuous or a liar just like I, only makes you just a bad,
1: you know. Some of the one of the guys from the Ripperverse that always uh, defends it. He was like, "What did you like about?" I was like, "Well, I I just saw some things that maybe need to prove it. Like what? Like what? I'm like, "Bro, okay. if you enjoy the story, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> nothing I tell you is gonna, you know." Yeah. And then he's like, "Like what? Like what?" And I was like, "Okay, well, I noticed this. You know, the first panel, there's nothing on there. You know, and then, yeah. uh, and then the guy yelling, and then like, I, I, it's been a while since I read it, but I remember the guy yelling at these guys." And then a girl comes in and slams the door. And now he's like, "Why are you slamming the door?" Like, it it, it just didn't like like it was just didn't flow right. You know, I you know I think a mm-hmm. uh, a second read through or a second look at it probably would have been different. Now, is it going to break the story? Of course not. Could have been a little bit sharper. Yeah, could have been if you wanted you know, to yeah. you wanted to do that. Well, that's but uh, also,
0: what's needed in in the movement too is people who don't feel like it's really good saying why it's not really good. Mm-hmm. You but need yeah, that then balance. Then you're a,
1: but you're 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 up against, uh, you know, backlash. Oh, you're a hater. Or you, well, how many comics did you sell, and this and that, and then we go into these other schematics and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so. Uh, but you know, that's where I don't know. It's it's, it's the universe is weird, right? So Very, there's yeah. that, but then there's like a monster like Dick Masterson that's like just saying everything that uh going above and beyond you know it's like bro you don't really have to do all that but you know so it, there's a there's a yin and the yang you know but i i i think you know i think that whole thing would have been avoided when uh on on flashcast when uh it, it, it dick was like hey you know when he said that at the end hey I, writing is fun i just want you to write fun he's like all right man thank you dick bye have a good one you know, mm-hmm. and just left it like that and never spoke to him again. But there was that awkward tension after, and it's like Oh, yeah, I've had
0: those streams before back in the day. You know, you have yeah. a big old argument on streaming, yeah. everything's kinda like. But it's like, like <laughs> this is
1: bad. And the thing too, everyone wants this blood sport, you know, but it's like, bro, like uh, like can someone mutual talk to these people like off camera? Like, does this shit need to be on camera? You know, like that probably yeah. could have got resolved off ca- off camera, but now we have brands, we have uh, you know, integrity, we have this, we have that. Uh, you know, we're not going to get, you know, a bunch of alpha males in one one stream. Like, no one's going to get dogged out. Like, so it's mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a recipe for what exactly, what, what is happening now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then for, for so. me, when it came to some of Dick's points,
0: it's like, he had that thing that I hate that people do, which is storytelling has to be this way. It's like, that is fundamentally flawed because then you'll never get anything different then. I thought people like different stuff. Or do people just say that just cause? To say that. You what know? I
1: heard is this: is you got to know the rules before you break them. You know, mm-hmm. so if you know the rules and you break them, you're good because you know the rules. But yeah. when if you don't know the rules and you're just going aimlessly, nah, like you know, because it's uh, Dick knows the rules. There's like certain things that that uh, you know writers kind of try to try to have. You know, certain structures. Mm-hmm. You know uh and with uh you can break them but you got to know them and then people be like oh, okay he broke that rule but he did it for mm-hmm. creativity and, and it gets the pass <laughs> but you know it's like you know it, it, it's uh it's different things you know mm-hmm. so uh
0: oh before we go i know you mentioned that you were a gamer in the past too do
1: you still game actually a little bit you know like I've been really trying to focus on this comic book and just get yeah. it. I don't want no misspellings. Cause I had that in the last goodbye, you know, so I can, I can relate with Eric, man. I could like, bro. Well, uh, and this is the thing too, with, with, with Eric, bro, he's a good dude, bro. Cause it, if I hired 15 people and I had misspellings, I'm firing everyone and hiring a whole new <laughs> staff, bro. You made me look bad. I pay your fucking light bill and you make me come out with these, uh, misspelling. You're all getting canned, you know? So, but, uh, no, I I want to make sure that that uh when I when I when I uh bring this out, five dollars, you know, it it doesn't seem uh it doesn't seem rushed. It seems like quality, right? It's quality and, and it's like, oh, that's why this guy's selling it for five dollars is all these mistakes. I don't want no mistakes, you know what I mean? I want uh peers to read it, I want people to read it. And so when it does go out and people actually customers read it, I want them to feel like they, they got value in their uh in their purchase. So, yeah. Uh, and as we uh, wrap this up, yeah. Mm. Sorry, guys. But man, I hope you feel better notes. too, man. I know you, you're struggling. <laughs> you, you're getting over a cold and stuff, you know? I'm getting through it. You even got, you even got the sweater on. Usually your tank top. That's what it's like. You're recognizable. <laughs> you know, I was God, telling man. my coworker, I was like, this guy, he comes on. He has a, not the same tank top, but a, a black tank top. So he's like marketable. He's, it's the same dude, you know? It's like, <laughs> it works out, man. He's, he's doing his thing, you know? And, uh, you know, in California, like, nah, it's hot out here. here. And people yeah. are like, why do you wear a tank tops?
0: It's as fuck out here. Uh, where are you, where are you I, at? Well, me, I'm uh, in Barstow. so we're oh, like, oh yeah. It's 82 yeah. degrees out right now. It's windy now because oh, for us, when it becomes like winter, it'll be like still summer on some random days too. Like some days bro. in December will randomly be like 100 degrees. You're Like what,
1: the bro? Fuck? I, I live in Blythe, bro. So like, <laughs> it's really expensive yeah, out there. It's uh, it was 100 degrees today, man. Yeah. What? Oh my yeah. god, fuck. It, that. it finally cooled down. You know, I can't wait for next week. Uh, it'll be 90 degrees in the, in the, in the beginning of fall. It's going to be great. You know?
0: Yeah. For, it, do you yeah. like in your area
1: though? California
0: can be fucking crazy actually.
1: So what I like is I'm really close to Arizona so I can get gas in Arizona. I can shop in Arizona. Okay. Uh, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, so there are some good things, bad things. Uh I'm right by the 95 so I can take that straight up to Vegas. That's what we do for the family fun and you know there's mm-hmm. there's good and bad, you know what I mean? But California it's uh, it it is what it is, man. You know, yes. not everyone in here is all freaking weirdo leftist. Dude, there's a lot of gun owners, a lot of conservatives, a lot of I mm-hmm. like when I hear that on Twitter and stuff, I'm like, "Bro, you guys don't even there's a lot of great stuff in California. It's just the loud mm-hmm. ones Get all the, the media makes
0: it look like it's just Liberal city here <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah it's not Candyland at, at all Bro it's and depending where you go Man it's uh You know it, it, it's 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 a great place you know like All my my neighbors are cool man They everyone yeah. <laughs> former cops Gun owners all that stuff is cool man Everyone's chill mm-hmm. like I'm the nerd On the block they, they're the ones <laughs> they're The ones with like you know lifted trucks And all that stuff and yeah it <laughs> is what It is man
0: so I'll ask you as to do everyone, any shout outs you want to give to anyone and anything else you want to say before we head out?
1: Uh, let's see. Just, just, just back the comic, uh, when it comes out in a couple of, uh, a couple weeks, mm-hmm. uh, just back things on on my comic, man. You know, uh, a lot of great talent out there. Uh, shout out to Emmerich, uh, Lazzamatt, Prime, uh, John, uh, Fade, always, always, uh, helping me out, you know, mm-hmm. on, on streams, man. I really appreciate those guys. Uh, Shout out to, uh, uh, you know, uh, metal movies and brewskis, you know, Matt's always cool, you know, uh, man, just a lot of people, man. I even saw like a Jay Bama fan on here, uh, a while back, I think. You know? Oh I yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, I was like, I'd like to talk to him too. Cause he's like a super fan, bro. He's cool, man. Mm-hmm. Good dude, man. Uh, and just, you know, shout out to, uh, everyone that's gonna, that's gonna take the chance in, in uh, you know, invest $5 to see if they, they enjoy my writing. You know, well, I'll, if it's, if, if a
0: price tag is usually that cheap, I always do because awesome. Awesome. it's um you know at that price you're buying issue number one. If I don't like it, then I just won't. But at that kind of because exactly. like that that's the thing that people want to understand before we head out is if you are not even going to invest five dollars into an issue number one, then you weren't going to invest anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is, people always complain about alternative entertainment from mainstream stuff, but they don't go and support it, though. I I just don't get that. Like, don't I hate people who are fake. I just like, don't just be like, hey, if you're not interested, you're not interested. You don't got to say you're interested and then not support because that just makes you look bad. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Like, uh, Brett Turner, you know him, he hit the Vigilante's Creed campaign. He,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: barely managed to hit it. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's a
1: good dude, man. Mm -hmm. Good dude. Yeah, I told
0: yeah. him um he, he was kind of feeling down he wasn't hitting some of his backer numbers and I said, Hey man, as well, I told it anyway, because I've been doing YouTube content creation since like 2015. Not everything you will do, not everything you'll put out is gonna be a banger. And I think that's a big lacking thing with people in the movement. Is they're thinking like everything they're gonna do is gonna be like the next Spider-Man, the next Batman. It's like no, that's just not how that thing works, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know? And it's uh God. yeah, it's tough. You know, I, I'll even tell you like i used to do the artist alley you know uh i'm planning to continue to do it but when i first did it i like brung like i think i printed up like 50 copies and i sold out and i was like oh wow this is great you know this is so uh you know uh i'm thinking like okay i'm at least gonna sell 50 i mean i did it people walking by but it's a different market different thing there's a uh a a rush to urgency because they're only at the con for the weekend you know what i mean uh so it, it's a totally different thing that i didn't realize on my first campaign so I, I i learned a lot i learned a lot both from success and from failures and then talking to other people man mm-hmm. and uh i'm excited about this one this one's gonna be good man you yeah know? man
0: can't wait to see it can't wait to back it you know can't wait for all your future success actually cool, and man. wait am i following you on twitter i should follow you right now am i not i think
1: i think we followed each other yesterday i was like I kept seeing you. I was okay. like, "What the hell? I'm not following this guy. What's, mm. the, what's wrong with me?" Oh, you know? oh, my God!
0: One last thing. So you yeah. like wrestling? How would you feel about The Rock coming back?
1: Oh man, I I I do like wrestling. Uh, I I haven't watched it like really like like I should, you know, mm-hmm. but because everyone's talking about WrestleMania
0: on. right now and stuff like that.
1: <laughs> man, I just uh, I hope he comes back to put someone over. I hope he comes back <laughs> to put some young talent over, like. Mm-hmm. I I would hate to be like. Imagine going around uh, around the world, you know, and, and sacrificing your body in that ring, and then some guy comes who's a superstar just comes to like step on you and go back to Hollywood. I just, I hope he comes to put someone over. That would be if he's not coming to put someone over. I don't. I'm not really interested, to be honest, you know. But if he does put someone over, one of these young talents and makes them a superstar, like we're talking about, there's no superstars. Uh, in music there's no superstars in wrestling like you know like uh like how they were so because these old guys keep coming back and, and putting themselves over instead of putting them over you know if, if andre could put over hogan rock could come back and, and at 40 and put someone over you know or is he like 40 how old is he he's, he's older than he's that huh? yeah <laughs> yeah put someone over rock do that He's a good guy, but put mm-hmm. someone over, man. Put someone over in the biz. That's all right. Well, that's what I say. We'll see
0: you guys later. Thank you to Richard for being on. Can't wait cool. for your, all your success, and we'll see you guys later. See Good night, everybody.